Hello and welcome to the Ask Dr. Ben podcast. I'm your host, Ben Johnson. As a holistic-minded physician, I've spent the last 20 years looking outside the box and conducting research to find the true causes of skin conditions and other diseases. And while the focus of my work has been on aesthetic medicine and unlocking the secrets to reversing skin damage, this podcast will also include many other exciting revelations pertaining to you and your family's health and well-being. So let's get started. All righty. Let's get started on another fun podcast. Today we're going to be talking about skin mapping and really the miracles of the human body. I'm so excited to dive into this subject. It's something that I have been working on for about 20 years and it's really just unfolding here in the last year or two with great success. So, you know, part of the beauty of understanding skin mapping is first and foremost, being able to uh, evaluate somebody's skin. So speaking to the estheticians out there and physicians and nurses listening, we can learn a lot from the clues that the skin provides. And that information is provided purposefully so that we can address these problems. I like, I think we've got to stop just thinking everything in the body happens randomly. This is an incredible operation that we're dealing with when you have a hundred trillion cells and that is what your body is made of a hundred trillion cells. And the estimate right now is that about 65 trillion of those cells are foreign bacteria, meaning bacteria that do not share your DNA. And that entire ecosystem is operating flawlessly for the vast majority of your life, regardless of the amount of poisons you put into the system, whether you know someone who's a smoker or a drinker or a drug user or somebody who's basically living in a world of anxiety, which is just as inflammatory as those other things I just mentioned. And so the body miraculously takes all the inputs at a level of AI. And that's really how I want to approach this today is to tell you that, you know, here we are in talking about how is the world going to change with artificial intelligence and these amazing supercomputers. I, I want you just to know that you are walking around with one of the most remarkable supercomputers in existence. And your body is constantly assessing in picoseconds. That's a, a very a, a tiny split of a second. In picoseconds, it is processing where your hormones are at, where your oxygen levels at, antioxidant levels. At. I mean, every aspect of your system is being monitored, and new things are happening to try to address all the problems we face. So the first thing you need to know is, unfortunately, we live in a time where there are a massive number of toxins coming at you every day. The, the estimates right now are about a million toxins a day come into our bodies through breathing, ingestion, and imbibing. And so during that exposure, what does this miraculous body do? It says, oh, wow, well, that, you know, that toxin, hmm, that looks a lot like the, the toxin I saw yesterday and the one I saw the day before that. You know, based on this body's current hormone system, based on this body's current level of liver processing capacity, I am going to work and manage as best I can. So part of what we're going to learn today in skin mapping is that it doesn't always make sense. Like you might know somebody who literally lives on ice cream and soda pop and their skin seems fine. And you're like, well, what? how did that happen? And it, there is a delicate but 
significant interaction, interplay, if you will, that's happening in your body that has to assess your capacity to detox, your capacity to repair. But it's also taking on another level of understanding, which is emotionally, where are you at? And believe it or not, you know, this is where, you know, I can lose some people who are so attached to current science, they can't quite get in their heads that we, we've been given the evidence that thoughts have the capacity to damage us, to reduce our life expectancy, to reduce our survival rates, say in breast cancer and things like that. So yes, thoughts are real things in our energetic body. Yes, we have an energetic body too. And that's the other part that's, you know, medicine doesn't teach about. So why does skin mapping work so effectively? Because we do have an energetic body that it does want us to know about some of the health issues that are going on. And we do have a highly, highly complex artificial intelligence level of operations happening within our system at all times that determines what it wants to do with things. And, and then also remember, how does it deal with everything from high cholesterol? Uh, you know, we know that the skin will show you that you have high cholesterol if they think, and I'm going to argue here, it's a bit of a stretch because of, of, of our limited understanding, but I'm going to argue that our skin is going to show that cholesterol deposit to tell you, you might want to take a look into this. This is a health problem. You know, in the past, okay, if we go back in medical history, there aren't a lot of obvious uh, skin presentations that we go, oh, wow, that definitely makes me think of this. You know, you'll see it, typical presentations that might show up with certain types of rashes, but the butterfly rash of lupus is one of the classics. Sometimes the, you know, the target sign on the leg is a sign of a, a specific tick bite. There's a whole host of viral rashes that tell us, oh yeah, we think we know what kind of virus is causing this in you. This has been there in history, but we're going to take it to another level. So let's get started today. And it's always interesting to try to discuss skin mapping without actually being able to point these areas out on your face. So I'm going to do my best to describe them to you. And I first want you to know that not every organ in your body shows itself on the skin. At least I haven't been able to track every zone and things have a crossover. In other words, liver damage might show up on your facial skin. It might show up on the back of your hands. It might show up elsewhere. And so it's not always going to be like liver always shows here. And like I said, some of these other organs might not show at all. But uh, what I have found, and again, this is with 20 years of skin evaluations, I've been in a fortunate situation where I'm a Western medicine trained physician with a strong bent towards a holistic approach to healing the body, because I believe that the main way we heal our bodies is by removing the toxic influence that is causing them to distort. In other words, your body compensates for the presence of something new in different ways that are always in the best interest of keeping you alive, but may not be in the best interest of keeping you pretty or keeping you... Your body may deposit a bunch of stuff that you eat into fat cells and do that purposefully so that your organs operate properly. Now, does that look good? No, like you have, you know, whatever you, you know, saddlebags or love handles, whatever you want to call them. And uh, you'd say, I would rather the body not do that. But if you knew the true potential for that 
toxin or pathogen to hurt you, then you would be perfectly happy with love handles as opposed to a toxic liver or toxic spleen or, you know, whatever, uh, however that would impact you. And the thing is, is there are so many bugs flying around right now that are not beneficial to the body that, I mean, the name of the game here is you're going to hear me going forward is you got to clean the slate. You got to remove the toxins out of your system. You've got to restore your proper oxygenation levels through exercise. You've got to make better food choices. And then it doesn't matter what comes at you. Your body will just have a much better ability to handle it. You'll have much fewer side effects. Okay, enough on that. Let's jump right into exactly how the skin shares its clues with you. So if you're an esthetician listening to this, this is how you diagnose when they walk in the door. Like you barely have to get a medical history to know what's going on in their bodies. If you're a lay person listening to this, good for you, first of all, for going out and saying, you know what, this is stuff I should know. I should know it either for my kids or I should know it for myself. Like I want to know when my body's starting to fall apart. So for example, I'll give you a personal example. I try to only drink a certain type of root beer when I drink my soda, which is my special cheat, if you will, usually every day, my sugar choice. And when I go outside of that and I drink a soda and it could be an organic soda, it could be natural sugar soda, but sodium benzoate uh, in sodas, I believe to be really tough on the kidneys and potentially tough on human DNA. You know, this is a poorly understood ingredient at this point, but I know personally that my kidney gets hurt by it. And so I went through this phase where I was drinking root beer with sodium benzoate and Almost every soda has sodium benzoate. This is one of the reasons why you want to look for sodas that don't have it if you're a soda drinker. But it hurts the kidney. So what happens, I would get a red spot in my kidney zone. So where's the kidney zone? The kidney zone is right, is your lower lid, your lower eyelid essentially. And it's basically like the equivalent, uh, maybe the size well, you know, when some, you, you see someone uh, like, let's even say President Trump and the bags under his eyes, that's your kidney zone, that whole area that's swollen. So President Trump is an example of someone who I know his kidneys are inflamed. Now, what's causing his kidneys to be inflamed? You know, there's theories out there. You see a lot of people with inflamed kidneys. You could be on a blood pressure medicine. You could be taking some sort of like Adderall type of stimulant, uh, which is hard on the kidneys. You could be taking a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory hard on the kidneys. You could be drinking alcohol hard on the kidneys. So all of those things can create redness or swelling bags, as we colloquially call it, underneath the eyelid. That is your kidneys. And so, so one of the worst offenders for that zone is table salt. And I do distinguish table salt from pink Himalayan sea salt and other types of unoxidized natural sources for salt. Table salt should be banned. It's one of the things that was tracked in indigenous cultures when they introduced table salt. It added a host of diseases to societies in, in Africa and elsewhere, third world countries where they didn't have anything. So uh, what were the, the big three killers? Sugar, and this is oxidized sugar in the form of alcohol and just standard sugar that's sold everywhere. And if bleached flour was another big one and this unnatural uh, form of salt uh, was also one. So those three things uh, started to change the microbiome and resulted in disease. And yes, I'm starting to link everything to how it impacts your bugs Changing your bugs causes disease to show up. 
it's already been well established that the microbiome is connected to diabetes and high cholesterol. Diabetes and high cholesterol, these are some of the worst medical inflictions, and I don't mean by suffering, but I mean they're some of the most common. And why are they happening? Because our microbiome is taking a hit. So little nuggets all the time. I'm going to do a whole microbiome podcast coming soon, so look forward to that. But looking at the map on the lower lid, I should say not below the eyelids, on the lower lid is a darkness. Now, darkness is interesting because really, I think the medical community speaks about it this way. And the certainly the aesthetic community has been taught that dark circles under the eyes are from leaking blood vessels. And I've seen no evidence of that. I have no idea exactly where it came from or what the implications are. It's almost as if they're describing it like a bruise. But that's just sort of silly in my estimation. So what really is going on there? is we have a, well, I guess what I call a kidney exhaustion. And how do your kidneys become exhausted? If you don't sleep well. So yes, it's, it is, uh, we all know this. We say, oh yeah, 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 Ben, Dr. Ben, come on. Like we know dark circles, uh, poor sleep. Like what's the magic there? Well, the magic here is understanding why poor sleep causes dark circles. And it's because it's the kidney zone. And it's because your kidneys, according to Chinese medicine and you know, let's just even say energetically, the kidneys are a source of chi for the human body. They're, they're an energy source, which means that when they are taxed, let's say they're taxed throughout the day, let's say we drank a bunch of sodium benzoate, going back to that story, and we now all of a sudden our kidneys are a bit beat up. Well, what do they need? Well, they need some downtime. And that's exactly what good sleep does. And so when you don't sleep well, if you wake a lot during the night, you will get dark circles because your kidneys are, you know, for lack of a better term, worn out and unhealed and needing help. So that is kidneys. Now, in the human body, uh, you find your adrenals right above the kidneys. On the face, you find the adrenals right above the kidneys. So their their upper eyelids are your adrenals. And in that case, what we're talking about is stress-induced problems. So one of the biggest tells that's going on right now during this pandemic and all the stress around it is people's eyelids are freaking out. And they think they have eczema because it looks like an eczema pattern. And yes, doctors still today will diagnose it as eczema in most cases. But I'm here to tell you it's not the same as eczema because eczema actually comes from a yeast overgrowth in the body and a specific type of, of yeast cell called candida. And so... When you get your adrenal eczema or eyelid irritation, it actually is being caused by stress. So usually the way that presents is if you have two eyes that are swollen or peeling, then your stress is more general financial, sick family member, you know, health issues, things like that. But the, you know, bankruptcies, things like that. But if you have one eye or the other eye that is freaking out, then uh, it usually is more personal stress. So what I've found is the left eye is, uh, is more of a feminine bend and the right eye is masculine. So if you're someone who's got a right eye twitch, for example, that is your upper lid freaking out a little bit. It's, uh, you know, my experience is that's from not being able to speak your mind to a male figure in your life. And of course, this applies like it, it works that way. So it's male figure, right eye, female figure, left eye. So male figure, son, brother, father, 
female figure, sister, mother, daughter, right? So these are great tells for you to know what's causing your problem. And uh, that's what I love about this. Today is your day to learn how to play skin detective. That tell I'm telling you every time, every time I see an eyelid thing, it's a tell. It's awesome. So you tell them to dive deeper. And why is it important to have that tell, by the way? Because I'm not just about it going, oh, look how cool I noticed this and yeah, check it out. No, I'm here to tell you this because when you explain this to somebody, when you tell them it is how you're handling your life pressures or it's how you're handling your personal relationships that's causing this, it gives them a chance for introspection and reflection and healing and, oh, wow, okay, yeah, no, I do have something I want to say. I'm trying to remember the one story I'll tell you uh, was a kid. So there was this kid who was in my uh, esthetician group uh, and the case was brought up and, and the right eye was freaking out on this uh, 12, 15-year-old, I think she's about 15-year-old girl. And I'm like, well, what's going on with dad? You know, and that was my best guess. It could have been brother, probably not son at 15, hopefully not. And she said, well, the funny thing is, is dad is estranged but we've always said how her nose looks like her dad's nose. She doesn't like the reminder and she's going to have rhinoplasty. And that whole processing of emotions around her dad was stressing her out and her right eye was freaking out. So there's just one example for you. Uh, we don't we only have a half hour today, so I can't do too many of those, but always interesting to see. Okay. So now, you know, lower lids, kidney related upper eyelids, stress, adrenal related. Okay. A lot of the other skin stuff is digestive. So I, I want you to picture in your mind, first, your digestive tract starts with your mouth, goes to the back of your throat, goes down your esophagus to your stomach. Then it goes from your stomach into your small intestine, and it goes from your small intestine into your large intestine, and then it finally ends at what's called your rectum, which is the end of the line of your large intestine. So when you picture that in your mind, you're going to see there's an actually an anatomic correlation, a pathway that sort of follows that same anatomical guideline. Where does it start? I like to start on the nose. And one of my favorite reasons to start on the nose, it's always been the thing we've known like, oh yeah, rosacea is an issue. We remember rosacea with like that famous alcoholic actor W.C. Fields. Was he an actor? I'm pretty sure he was an actor. And he was a, a famous alcoholic and he had a big bulbous red nose. And so we knew that the bulbous red nose was a tell for alcoholism in some people, but we couldn't figure out why. Well, let me explain why. The back of your throat is the tip of your nose. So if you swig tequila, vodka, gin, on a regular basis, the back of your throat is the first zone to try to neutralize that alcohol, harshness of alcohol, and it's the one that takes the most hit. So it's the one that starts to become chronically inflamed with lots of alcohol, and then it becomes red, and that's what you see on the tip of your nose. Now, another place that can hurt the back of your throat is acid reflux. I'm seeing a lot of that during these times of the pandemic, and so that shows up more on the sides of the nose, because what you need to know is, if you can imagine if you had a loop ring in your nostrils, okay, that surface area underneath your nostrils and to the sides of your nostrils is your stomach. And I'm only talking about a half an inch below the nostril, not the entire upper lip, for example. And so I'm also talking a half inch to the side of your nose. That whole region around your nose is your stomach. So if you can picture your actual nostril, the nasal flares are 
your esophagus. So right at the base of your nostrils, also called your nasal flares, <laughs> if you start to see redness, if you start to see capillaries, that means even more severe damage is happening. What's happening there is acid reflux. So usually an acid reflux picture starts on the sides of the nose. And by the way, you can always go to osmosisbeauty.com, pull up the skin quiz and see some more of this, or go on to osmosisbeauty.com and pull up the skin map itself as a standalone so that you can kind of look at this sort of in more totality, probably better to get a visual. And maybe while you're listening to this podcast, you have a chance on your phone or uh, on your computer to pull up this image. So it helps you. So yeah, acid reflux is a big cause. And you know, it's funny because as I was learning these things, I would find myself oftentimes sort of softly accusing someone of being an alcoholic essentially when in fact they just had really bad acid reflux. Cause of course acid reflux starts from your stomach at the bottom of your esophagus, but it works its way up, especially if you lay down at night and you have a lot of issues. And when you get really bad esophagus damage, it's called Barrett's esophagus. And that looks, you know, like a bunch of basically broken capillaries on the side of your nose. And we always, in, in aesthetics, we always said, oh, that's sun damage, but it's not. It's actually acid reflux. So that's your esophagus. Now, what else can happen on your esophagus? Well, you know, you can break out on your esophagus. You can get blackheads on your esophagus. So blackheads are a reflection of mucus and uh, breakouts are a reflection of candida. So that yeast cell that can also cause eczema in a different strain of it causes acne. And so people who have acne on their nose or breakouts on their nose and or blackheads on their nose have a buildup of mucus in their gut in their esophagus, literally. So what causes mucus on the esophagus? Well, it could be post-nasal drip, right? Your nose is constantly dropping mucus that you're swallowing and it's coating your esophagus. This can change your bug population in there and cause problems. Um, or you could have mucus formed by the cells themselves as they're trying to recover from acid reflux damage. Or sometimes diet can cause mucus in the esophagus. Okay, we've got to keep moving because I see we're shoot, we're down to our last five minutes. We may have to do episode two on this. So we move from the stomach to the small intestine. That's really the down, it's two streaks down the sides of your nose, if you will. And uh, maybe about an inch wide going down the sides of your nose on both sides, all the way down to about an inch above your jawline, if you can picture that. So it's like a one inch strip going from the corner of your eye down to an inch above your jawline. And then you get to the large intestine right next to that, which extends on, it's the outer half of your cheek, all the way up through your temples, all the way oh, across your forehead. And so what I see so often, especially during these pandemic times, is people are breaking out in the middle of their forehead. Well, that's end of your intestine zone, uh, not an uncommon place to grow extra candida. And so if you have blackheads on your forehead, you know, oh, I've got mucus in my large intestine, right? If I have blackheads in my cheeks, oh, I have mucus in my small and large intestine. So same thing's true here. If you break out in those zones, that's candida. That's your skin telling you, hey, you have an imbalance. And then if you move down and you look at that region around your mouth, the region commonly seen with something called perioral dermatitis, which is that, let's call it half inch around your upper lip and sides of your mouth, and then stretching down into sort of the middle of your chin. That is your rectum. 
And so that can become inflamed if you don't poop enough because you're not moving the feces out and the feces has toxicity to it. So if it just sits inside of you, it'll irritate the digestive lining and that'll show up as a ring around your mouth of redness. Now, if you break out around your mouth, it means that you've actually changed the balance of the microbiome and you have too much candida in that zone. And I'm telling you, we get these, this is proving out 100% of the time. Well, I shouldn't say that. And <laughs> 99% of the time, uh, yeah, there's always going to be those cases. But okay, now I want you to picture now we're going to talk a little bit more about, well, so if you have rosacea, you could have redness in all those zones. It's not caused by demodex mite. That's, that's just crazy talk and I can prove it. So redness in any zone could be a sign that there's a, some, something's happened to your gut. You may have eaten bad food. You may have a new bacterial population that's causing harm, all those things. Now let's move to the liver zone. So the liver zone, I describe in three regions of the body. Uh, The first is the jawline, also known as the zone where women get hormonal acne. And what's coming out there is food preservatives, hormonal food preservatives to be specific. And that's why it's a hormonal acne reflection. But it is uh, food preservatives from like cookies, crackers, breads that are are designed to have a long shelf life. Uh, Everything with a long shelf life you could imagine, protein bars, all those things are going to have food preservatives in them. And then specific food preservatives, like anybody eating pea protein should know there's some preservative in pea protein that causes jawline breakouts. And you just should never eat pea protein for that reason. So then you move down and you get that whole food preservative zone is an inch above and an inch below your jawline for the most part. Changes at the angle of your jaw near your ear and that's a pesticide zone. And that carries throughout your entire neck. So if you can picture above your clavicles up to your upper neck close to your jawline, uh, that is all where pesticides come out. So during this uh, pandemic, I've seen a lot of pesticide acne happening because I think people are buying non-organic fruits and veggies. Their neck is breaking out as a result of that. Finally, we have liver zone three, which is the chest and back. And this is where chlorine breaks out. And I've seen a lot more people breaking out with a chlorine rash or bumps in this chest and back and shoulder zone because... They're drinking a lot more public water. They're at home. They're drinking out of the tap water, and the tap water is heavily chlorinated. So that's a good uh, summary of how the face is going. I will make a couple quick comments to to give you some more color here. For example, in liver zone 2, which is the neck, pesticides can show up as acne, but they can also show up as swelling. So people who have noticed their neck has gotten much more fatty, chances are those fat cells are storing pesticides. On the chest, sometimes you can see some blackheads uh, show, and that might mean mucus in the lungs. Uh, but regardless, the, uh, the way we handle all these things is we do uh, an osmosis uh, detox to detox the skin, detox the body, things like our skin defense. Uh, if it's a pathogen problem, things like our immune defense and a host of other topical products to address these issues. So please check that out if, if you can. Also uh, look for more of my Insta Lives as we continue to provide this really helpful information, or at least I hope you find it really helpful. So on that note, I'll leave it there. Your skin is amazing. It tells a lot of interesting stories. Keep an eye out for that. And actually, I'm going to throw in one more nugget. One of the things that's happening a lot right now in our, in our world is people are at home, stuck at home, and their home has mold in it. And as a result of the mold, they're getting mold infections in their body. And that looks like acne on your arms and legs and low back. So if you're someone who has like weird lesions showing up on your body, take a look at that because it might mean mold in the house. Bye, guys. Thanks so much.
I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ask Dr. Ben. Please leave a review if you can and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts to get access to all of my upcoming episodes. My website is osmosisbeauty.com and you can find me on Facebook at Osmosis Beauty. You can also follow me on Instagram at osmosis underscore beauty. Thanks for listening.